Warning, we are about to spoil Ashes of Time Redux. If you haven't seen the movie and you plan on watching it, leave now and come back later. But if you have seen it or you just don't care, then please stick around. I'm not gonna need a bottle of wine to forget this movie. Hey, oh, there. Okay, perfect. Uh, that, that's the joke. <laughs> that's all you get, movie. <laughs> that's the joke. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Cinema Roulette. So we are in just a bit of a bind today because we've just watched a movie that has not only confused us greatly, but we are very worried that we won't be able to pad this out long enough because there just isn't much to talk about. You know how we usually do a summary and that goes on for a little bit? Yeah, we. how the fuck are we going to summarize this? Oh, uh, I, I have an answer for that. Okay. But we, we should probably say the title first. Probably say the title first. This is... Oh, wait, we should also address... Yeah. Um, okay, so there's two versions of this movie. We watched the Redux because, well, our audience is mainly in America, and the only version you can really get here without going through completely legal means is the Redux. So we watched that one. Yeah, for it, some reason, both versions are available on the Asian market, but in the Western market, it's just it's just a Redux. That's all you can pretty much get without, yeah, legal means. Yes, and uh, this is oh, I like to preface this with this is the more coherent version. Yeah, I went on to Reddit and searched up the different versions of this just because we're kind of in a buy. This whole movie has been fucking problematic because <laughs> right from the get go, we were like, which fucking version do we watch? Yeah, because the director. <laughs> Wong Kar Wai prefers this version, but people will say the old version's better. Yeah. You can only really get the Redux in America. It's just, it's a hard thing. And we, we ultimately made the decision. We were like, okay, so if the audience is curious, our audiences are mostly Western, uh, you know, in, in, in the States and all that. And so we were like, this is probably the only version they'll be able to get. So let's go with that. And it plus it's shorter. Which is nice. It's 93 minutes instead of 100 for the original. So, seven minutes short. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is Ashes of Time Redux. Yeah. Is that loud? I was going to say. <laughs> I like the silence. Silence was nice. That That's about our thoughts on this movie. Just Oh, my God. Okay. So, you want the summary? Do it. Yeah, I'd like one, too. <laughs> uh, because, yeah, you don't get a fucking summary. Because this movie feels like is a prequel to a book. More on that later. I have I, I can explain what he was trying to do. But. We'll go a bit more into how that was supposed to work later. But since we didn't know that, we didn't read the fucking book, it feels like we are watching the sequel to a movie and we start at the midpoint. Yeah. It, it's just incoherent from there. There's um, this guy who's kind of running a bar, I guess? He, he's apparently a villain in the book. Yep, the main character of this movie is the villain of the book. Before he's a villain. But again, well, we'll discuss that a bit more. Uh... Talks to a lady who wants, well, okay, someone wants him to murder this one samurai, well, this one swordsman, not a samurai, this isn't a Japanese movie, 
Don't you dare do it. I see you on your phone. What am I doing? You're pulling up the fucking wiki summary. I ain't doing it, this. It's not the summary that I'm looking for. It's some behind-the-scenes stuff that I'm looking for. Okay. So I can talk about it later. I'm, I'm just prepping myself. Prepping the pads. Yes. Okay. But, yeah, that this one lady comes up and is like, yo, no. Dude comes up and is like, yo, can you kill this man? Broke my sister's heart. And he's like, hmm, maybe. Then the sister comes up and is like, yo, don't kill that man. I like him. My brother doesn't want that. He wants to do ooh, weird shit with me. So can you just kill my brother? I'll pay you double. And he's like, hmm, that makes sense. And then that story ends. Uh, then we go on chapter two. There's a man who's slowly going blind. There's bandits coming. And the ba- and he's like, I will fight the bandits. And then I'll go see the, the Daisy Blossoms, was it? Peach. Peach Blossoms. That's what it was. And I'll go see Peach Blossoms. Spoilers, he goes fucking blind and he like kills a good chunk of them, but he gets murdered. And then other two stories happen. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is kind of an anthology movie with different characters from the book interacting with the villain. But so. but since, again, we haven't read the book, this yeah. means they get like one second of introduction, their backstory, and then they're just talking. It's like, I'm sure this means something. I don't know what it fucking means. And again, this is the more coherent version. Yes, the the original was apparently, according to Reddit threads, more art housey. <laughs> I would need way more drugs for this. Yeah. And and then the movie loops back on itself because there's like this bottle of wine that makes you forget your past. And then the, the narrator was drinking that. But then he gets the bottle of wine at the end, so it's back at the beginning. It's, then we loop, because loops are then we loop, deep. And that turns out that the wine actually didn't make you forget, and that was a joke. That was a joke, apparently. <clears throat> and they have some weird message about how you can never really forget, so it's best to remember the love in your life. Uh, tries to force in a message or something like... You want to fucking bet I, I'll forget this movie after this episode's done. Yeah, same. Like, I'll remember just some of the orange visuals, but just brief glances like it won't be a scene it'll just be like brief glances like oh yeah i remember ashes of time brief glances gone camel donkey desert pretty green light Mm -hmm. there we go Uh, okay so let's get all the positives out of the way the camera work is still stunning (laughs) yeah that's the thing about this movie from a technical aspect it's still great it's still you know one car y very much so in the first act is there because the first action scene was shot normally there's none that slow-mo he's known for yeah but the rest of them were with that yeah with so, the weird frame rate ones yeah which were sometimes hard to follow sometimes cool it's weird yeah they were sometimes hard to follow because there were a lot of times where people get hit and then they just do a flip forward Cause that's how uh, like, motion works. Yeah, like and it, honestly, the best, the most fun I had from this was riffing on it. Cause it, yeah. it just nothing fucking happens, and we were like trying. I think we were just enjoying ourselves trying to riff on it, just because of how bored we were with it. Like, yeah, well, and I'm sure someone will be like, "Oh, this is actually a very deep movie." Yeah, if you know the characters or yeah. stuff, but it never dragged us in at any point. So we're just sitting here for another not hour. It's like, okay, yeah. well, we can't fi- figure out what the fuck the plot is. Might as well have some type of fun. Yeah, and with the fight scenes, too, like you said, some of them are coherent, but some aren't. Like that one in the desert where everything was just a blur, and it was just white, and they, you could just see their outline. Like, that looked cool, but what? I couldn't tell what the hell was going on. Which character was fighting? That's yeah. a very good question. We had a hard time following the characters, too, because they don't really have, like, besides the barman, don't really have distinct outfits or, like, hair and stuff like that. 
Yeah, the only indication was the fucking subtitles saying this person is talking. Yeah, which I'm glad the subtitles specified which character was talking, which or else I'd be even more confused, frankly. <laughs> but yeah, what was up with the yin and yang? It's like it turned out that he was a guy, but then he was a girl, but then he was actually like, like what was that? Uh, it's probably explained probably in explained the in the book but yeah not explained here and that's the biggest issue is it's really hard to judge this movie on its own because you kind of have to have pre-existing knowledge of the book in order to understand what the hell's going on which isn't a good thing when you adapt something or make a prequel to something you need to explain what's going on you can't just throw us in this world with all these characters it's kind of that is a weird thing about prequels mm-hmm. is like people who are fans We'll dislike a prequel when it re-explains things that's like, yeah, we already know this. Mm-hmm. But that's needed for newer audiences. Yes. However, then, again, when they see whatever the sequel is, that will be annoying. However, if a prequel does what this did, then you have to watch the original and new audiences can't get into it at all. Yeah. It's really fucking weird. But what we're going to say about <clears throat> earlier is, like we said, Wonker um, Way made this as a prequel to the book. And he very clearly like really liked the book and what he was trying to do with this since, you know, like it follows the main villain and all that was to try to humanize him, get more insight into his life and his philosophy. Um, than just, you know, Oh, he's the villain or whatever. He was trying to do what like, you know, Maleficent or something like that did. You know how pissed files would be if we compared Wong Kar Wai to yeah. fucking Maleficent. Well, I'm just saying, yeah, I, I, I know. get what you're saying. I yeah. just find it funny. It's just, they, they'd probably just get rage at us now. I can hear the pitchforks already, but yeah, like that or Cruella or something where they're trying to focus on a villain and try to humanize him. But the problem it, with that inherently is again you need to know what the hell happened in the book because there it's all characters from the book interacting with the villain before the events of the book which also there's no there's no rhyme or reason for yeah. why they're interacting with this character they're just kind of there and like i think he was just he was trying to make his own kind of story but it just fell flat really like that's the movie's biggest problem is it's a mess and even critical reviews at the time said that like the, you can barely you can barely call this a plot it's barely coherent is the problem and it's supposed to be part of the wuxia genre i hope i'm saying that right um wuxia 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 something like that but there i which i've seen before i've been to watch more of there's a uh director named uh from china named king who and he made movies like uh a touch of zen dragon in uh, a couple other ones that were really famous and kind of kickstarted that whole genre and it was really popular in the 70s known for its over-the-top swords play and action and stuff like that and you'll get that here but the problem is it's not really a wuxia movie like it tries to be and it's trying trying to be like i guess it's trying to be a commentary on the genre or whatever but it just doesn't work like you have that cool action but it's really weirdly shot because it's one car way yeah <laughs> like with which also i have a question about the action because mm-hmm. the setting doesn't make fucking sense we're in the middle of the desert at this one bar yeah and like for the second story it's about these bandits coming in town what are they attacking yeah we see two other people here besides this blind swordsman and there are a lot of them, too. There's, like, a whole army coming in the sunset with swords drawn. Just go, What's the point? What are they doing here? Are they trying to rob you? Like, like okay, I get we're working on a budget, yeah. but also you were able to afford probably the amount of people killed in the entire Lone Wolf yeah. and Cub series. There were a lot of fucking people in that action scene. Yeah. Like, at least 20. Like, 
Okay, that's lowballing it a lot. You I think, think there was more than 20? There was way more Jesus. than 20. There was a lot. Like, <laughs> probably literally an entire battalion or platoon or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Like, Yeah, and then the second wave comes in too. Yeah, then there is a second wave of more people. That's right. And he's just slashing them and killing them. It's like, well, why? What's the point of this? It's like, yeah, the action's cool at that point. And I get, I, I enjoyed that segment the most because I could tell what the hell was going on. But there's no feeling of stakes. There isn't. There is no feeling of stakes because you don't know the characters or the motivations or the story because which, you have to read the book first. Which also, since it's a prequel, there were, even if you read the book, there'd be no stakes. You yeah. know who lives and dies. Exactly. And that's honestly the biggest issue, period, with making prequels like yeah. that. Is if you include characters from that. Like, if you do a side story with characters set beforehand, that's fine. But, like, if you include main characters, it's like, oh, no, they're they're totally going to kill off, you know, Princess Leia or something. Like, <laughs> prequels have two endings when there is, uh, well, three endings. When it's characters not involved with the main story. When it's new characters. Ear A, they become twist villains that were never truly revealed in the original movies or book, whatever. B, they all die. Mm-hmm. Or C, they go off, just, they do survive, but then they go off somewhere where they can have no other influence yep. on the story. And then they're just never heard from again. So. Neat. <laughs> yeah. It, it literally will go, prequels will go one of those three ways. That's it. Which is why I kind of hate prequels. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, it's just, I, I don't know even know where to go from here. Because it, it was just a mess. That was the biggest problem. It was a mess. <clears throat> And I know that like, I get what he was trying to do, but it failed. And again, something I found really weird is like he apparently really liked the novel and all that. Like he really loved this movie because not, it was released in '94, but then he went back and re-edited it. He re-edited it to try and make it what he thought it should be. Yeah. And didn't he make a parody of this while it was in production? Because the reason for that, it was called, um, well, that's the novel. Hold on. It was, uh, what was the novel's name? I don't think we've said it. Oh, you're right. Uh, the legend of Condor heroes was the name of the novel. Um, but he made a parody called the Eagle shooting heroes. And the reason that he made a parody is he wanted to make something, you know, quote unquote, quick and dirty uh -huh. to recuperate the costs of the film. Because apparently, like, he over-budgeted it, mm -hmm. and it went, like, way over budget. So in order to recoup the cost, he was going to release a movie to try to make more money off of that. A second movie. Weird. Yeah. So he made three movies at once, because Chung King was made the same year. Yeah. Busy fucking man, I must say. Because I, I, you said Chung King was just because this film was so long delayed, right? Yeah, because the, uh, there was a delay in the editing, or he took a break from it for, like, two weeks, and... Focused on making yeah. chunking, and so he decided to make chunking. And he actually, I think I read too that he decided to make chunking just because he wanted something more uplifting and fun after this. Yeah, that's fair. So... <laughs> well, if he had to re-edit it, probably there was a lot of studio interference too. Mm -hmm. That's so, what I would guess. But we can't use that excuse for why this movie isn't. Well, why this cause yeah. is good. This is his edit that he this, likes. This is his, and this is I think just the problem in general we've run in with the Criterion box set is it's kind of the opposite of Death of the Author, where the author himself prefers this version over the original. So now we're like, what the hell do we do? <laughs> yeah, it's just weird. It, it, honestly, I, I just hope it's not like, you know, a whole George Lucas type thing where he keeps going back and re-editing it, and then that's the only version that you can get. Mm -hmm. Like... I don't know. I, and the whole reason George Lucas did that in the first place, because was, there was this old like philosophy in the 30s or whatever, that movies are never really finished or something like that. They're only 
some shit like that. And so he keeps going back and changing them. But it's like, no, why not make a satisfying movie the first time around? Like, <laughs> why not do a good job why, the first time? Yeah. Idiot? Why not just do that? <laughs> like, <laughs> come on. So, yeah. And again, thankfully, the other films aren't this bad. And actually, funny thing is, this one wasn't included in the box set, was it? It was not. It was not. And I can kind of see why. It's it's not that good, if we're being honest. Really not. And you've only seen, what, two of his other movies? I've only seen Chunking and Fallen Angels. And this is the first one we can say that, yeah, it's not good. Yeah. No. <laughs> you can entirely skip this one. This is not good. In our opinion, yeah. Yeah. Unless you got a lot of drugs, that might be fun, but might be fun that way, yeah. You'll you'll be very you'll be just as confused, I know that. You might have more fun. You might you'd... vibe with the the soundtrack isn't bad by Soundtrack's any means. pretty dang good, and it was a re-recorded soundtrack too, because the original ninety-four cut had a synthesizer town soundtrack, actually. Like it was all synth, but this one has more traditional chinese instruments and it's really good honestly i don't know why people complained about it people, i know a lot of people liked the synth score better but i was like this one's pretty good yeah this works fine so yeah <sighs> and i know people complain too about the re-edit because like he heavily cropped it because the original i think was either in full screen or it was in widescreen and then it was four by three or something like that like a weird cut but the original footage for the film was lost which is why it's not super high quality which is why I think they only released it on DVD and not Blu-ray, because the film doesn't exist. Oh. Or, or I think it did exist, it just only existed in that lower quality. That's why. Weird. So, that's why he was able to actually re-edit it. <laughs> um, But yeah, we are currently at not even 20 minutes. 18.42, so... Yeah, I think we're going to need a double episode. Yep, we're going to need a double up here. Um, So, yeah, because that, that's all we can say to this film without just rambling randomly. So Honestly, yeah. Um, on a complete side note, though, go watch The Harder They Fall. We watched that last oh. night. That's a really good fucking movie. Yeah, I might have brought that up if I released that bonus January episode. Yeah. Because that's probably going to be my movie of December. Yeah, that was really fucking cool. It's a Western so <laughs> it's very django unchained if you enjoyed yes. that you'll enjoy this hell yes hell yes and Check even, it out. if you hate certain things about quentin tarantino those are not in this movie yeah. so it's all the good of django with all the bad of quentin tarantino taken out yeah basically like you still get that really cool gory action but <laughs> and very witty dialogue yes so uh yeah we apologize again that this was so short but the movie didn't give us much to work with yeah what do you want so like what, what can we say we're not gonna you know just keep going on i'm not gonna pat out an episode for a movie we're already uninterested yep. at the 18 minute mark yep so. and it's even shorter than that because we had to cut out a bit yeah <laughs> uh, okay so so without further ado well there is further ado well th i said without further ado it's time to do the thing okay. yeah but there's further ado because i'm still signing up the fucking God. thing <laughs> piece of shit <laughs> okay without further ado our last spin director wheel before we go on to the back to the sellout wheel and if it lands on one car way we're spinning again because we only do uh each director twice before yep. uh per four movies just so that way we get a bit more variety with our episodes you know the deal hooray this is the most excited i've been in this whole episode uh <laughs> <laughs> and spin spin what do we get uh i think this is by uh director of the voices okay all the, right the gang of jotas jotas jota will understand how to say that once we watch the yeah. movie so uh that'll be interesting um fuck yeah <laughs> i think this one was also low rated though so we'll see how the this voices turns. was that marjan satrapy yes satrapy okay. marjan satrapy 
And we said her name right because we looked up an interview where she said her name. Yes. Marjan Satrapi. She's, I think, was it French and Iraqi or something? Like Middle Eastern? It's interesting. She's a very interesting mix. Yeah, I think she's from Iraq. Yeah. Or is it Iranian? I forget. That I... We apologize to the Middle East. That's why I just stopped myself and kind of more said, oh, the Middle East. Yeah, I'm forgetting so, which. Sorry about that. Yeah, we apologize, Marjan. You're actually a really good director. <laughs> from what we know. Yeah, from what we know, that's true. So uh, we have not seen this one before, so hopefully it goes well. Uh, that's what we're hoping. Oh, jeez. Okay. Uh, well, see you in a minute because the episode should be out today. Yep. So Unless we do a topic wheel or something. We'll see. Hop on over to that. Bye, guys. Bye. Hi. Hello, everybody. And uh, so we're adding this little thing on at the end because, um, as it turns out, the movie that we rolled for is not available fucking anywhere. I, I don't even think it actually exists. There's a trailer, but yeah. it's not streaming. It's not streaming anywhere. You can't buy it anywhere. Like, even through totally legal means, not available. Even on some shady fucking third-party website with, like, a bunch of ads, not available there. So we, we have no way to watch it, so we're just going to re-roll again. Yeah, yeah, we're spinning again. So Yeah, uh, so uh, here we go. Let's spin. Hey. Okay, Testament of Dr. Abuse. Awesome. All right. <laughs> there you go, ladies and gentlemen. So we're, we're going back to Fritz Lang. Yep. Instead of hanging any of the directors we haven't touched yet. Yes. Just saying. Just saying. It's fine. We only did, what, one Fritz Lang movie? Yeah. But still, there's other... Yeah. Directors. Well, we've done The Big Heat, right? And that's it? Yeah. And well, your... we did... Um, no, we did... Ministry of Fear. Ministry of Fear. That was the other one we did. I'm trying to remember, so... But Big Heat wasn't on this one. That was no, the original God. first wheel. So. Which you can go back and listen to on all podcast apps and YouTube. Okay, bye. Now actual outro. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cinema Roulette. If you want to interact with the show more, you can follow us on Twitter, at Roulette Cinema. If you wish to follow our hosts, Justin is at JK Pancake on Twitter, and Cameron is at Cameron Picks Inc on twitter if you wish to watch a video version of the podcast it can be found on the youtube channel cam cam thanks again to teller's place for making the base art for all of our thumbnails and if you enjoyed the show please remember to subscribe or rate on whatever podcast app you use 